how much do you love wine? So good. And if you've noticed, on occasion, my guests and I, we enjoy some very, very delicious red wine. And every little drop of red wine that's ever been consumed on Big Wonder is from Naked Wines. Big Wonder is affiliated with Naked Wines. And if you haven't heard of them, check this out. They are a co-op of sorts in Australia that invest in and help develop and uh, scale up independent winemakers in Australia. Um, anyone who isn't affiliated with your Dan Murphys and your BWSs and all those big chains. Um, so they're doing incredible things with people trying to chase their dreams. And anyone who's listened to this podcast knows exactly how that feels. And so they have decided to um, punch out a little discount for anyone who listens to Big Wonder. Now you can jump online and you can go to www.nakedwines.com.au slash wonder and Naked Wines will give you $100 off your first purchase of 12 bottles. That's awesome. Uh, and that's how I came to find them. And once you go on from there, you can then, if you like them, and you really enjoy the wines, which you definitely will, you can go on to become an angel. And from there, you can give $40 into your account each month, direct debit, and they use that money to keep expanding on the, the winemakers and, and developing them. And it gives you access to the most insane discounts on wine. And it, it accrues. So maybe you get to the end of your six months and decide, you know what, I didn't end up buying any wine. Uh, I'm probably not going to use this anymore. You get your money back. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite uncanny. But believe me, you'll be spending that money. And the discounts, yeah, second to none. Check it out, Naked Wines, and check them out for that voucher. That voucher will be attached in the YouTube video. I highly recommend it. Naked Wines. On Big Wonder today, I caught up with an old classmate of mine back in the Tafta days three years ago. And holy shit, he has been up to a lot. And what an incredible upward fucking trajectory that he's had um, after, you know, jumping into acting school straight out of being a... a carpenter and going you know what nah I don't want to build cabinets anymore this is this is shit and uh, I've got this little part of me that wants to go and be a part of the arts and I'm just going to go and fucking do it and I don't give a shit what anyone says and I really relate to that and I think that that is the is one of the reasons I got on got him on here is I think that that's it's brave I mean it's it's brave enough if you have been in the arts your whole life to go and stand in front of a room full of people for the first time and, and do a scene. So, but not only that, he, he did the course and he went, yeah, I'm going to go and just really throw myself in the deep end. He rushed straight out to LA into more courses, more training. And it was not, not too long before he went, you know what, I think I'm also going to go and start making my own stuff and not just waiting around for a handout. Learned how to write, learned how to direct, learned how to shoot. He's shooting corporate videos, he's shooting his own content, writing films, learning, learning, learning all the time. Um, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for that because, you know, there's a, there's a percentage of us who, who don't take the bull by the horns like that. And this day and age, you've got to. And that's what this podcast is all about. So my guest today, Mr. Robbie Ride, and that is not 
a made up name. That's his name. It's a fucking epic name. Robbie. Hello, Josh. How the fuck are you, man? <laughs> I'm very well. I'm very well. Trying not to be too loud as uh, as you've... And that <laughs> technique. <laughs> oh, man, it's really good to see you, man. Three years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been um, maybe like the stunt course, maybe. Yes. What's his name? Richard Norton, is that? Richard Norton, yeah. He worked on... Yeah, um, fuck his name up. Oh, God. What was the film? It was a massive... Suicide Squad. Suicide but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the stunts were awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant though, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Like he really um, set me on a little bit of a path of just like learning a bit about boxing and then and then I got into doing more boxing. We did do one class together. You actually dragged me along. Well, not dragged me along. You, you, We, we went and did that sword fighting class oh, as well. Yeah, just yeah. after that. And that yeah. was awesome That was well. great. I've been thinking about them recently actually. I've got a... A little team, actually, hopefully, hopefully, I'm putting it out there, Ben. Um, the boys who shot Stringy Bark are going to come along and do this little vignette that I've written as a medieval piece down yeah. the outside lawn. Um, I just heard that um, the Lord of the Rings show, which was umming and ahhing, umming and ahhing, so says um, people in the industry, won't say who, um, have uh, uh, reopened the books to casting. It's confirmed, greenlit, $1.2 billion production in, in New Zealand next year. So if you can put yourself together a little bit of medieval footage, I'd highly advise it if you're a, an aspiring actor and you want to get picked up. Yeah, that's smart. You know? That's fuck really yeah. smart. Yeah, even if you're paying for yourself to jump across to New Zealand, it gives a fuck. I've actually heard of a few people, a few actors um, getting New Zealand rep um, because there's a lot of stuff uh, being shot out there at the moment. Like, not just The Lord of the Rings, but, you know, there's a lot of content that's in um, pre-production as such. Um, yeah, so one of my... Uh, she's a younger girl, but she... she Yeah, she, I think she actually stopped with a manager in the States. And then yeah, right. And then at sort of roughly the same time, she was advised by someone to get uh, New Zealand rep. I'm not sure how it's going for her, but, yeah. I've got a buddy who utilises, like a combination of reps and he's it's been really good for him too like he was born in new zealand but raised here so he's got the kiwi rep so anything cool that's happening out there he's yeah. on the ground he's got the aussie rep here and then he's been out in canada and he's been able to track through canada on two different passports really so making do do my time as an aussie then do my time as a kiwi making the most of the yeah. commonwealth fuck yeah <laughs> um let's get that mic dragged back a little bit because the other thing that i've i've noticed in my so bring it back around. Oh, because so yeah, so blocking. we've got camera technique oh, here too, Robbie. Go. Sorry, I gotta protect. I, man, I have a heap of podcasts where I'm like just behind the mic like this. <laughs> and no, um, I got I got a show. Hi, mom. Hey, there we go. <laughs> She'll be happy now. Hey, um, so let's backtrack. Um, but so the last time I saw you, we were doing the the sword class. Yep, it's such a. I've been on this sort of like, as you, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had an injury a few years mm -hmm. back before class, right? Yep. So you're not only you're, you're on this creative journey, but if you're somewhat healthier and introspective and what have you, you're on a, um, 
a physical sort of you're tr- constantly learning about whatever and as as our sort of brand is leading men you, it's expected that you're going to be somewhat athletic yep um but doing that class i was you know because i've got a lot of problems with my shoulder and my traps and tension and what have you and i was like man i'm never going to get a be able to hold up a role on fucking game of thrones or something like that I, Stun double, I can't hold this fucking thing anymore. And that was a plastic sword. <laughs> I, was, I was the exact same thing. I think I actually fought when we were doing it. I was even using my left hand. Because um, that's right. You were like... I've had two operations on my elbow. So um, it's pretty good now. Um, you know, it limits me every single day. Right. Like every single what day. What was it from? Footy? Um, when I was in, you know, like year nine or something, I, I fell off a skateboard. And right, then just didn't yeah. I, it was like blunt trauma as well. It wasn't even like a twist or a twang or anything like that. It was just blunt trauma. Just smash. But it was one of those things. Like, and I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying this to try and be tough, but it mm. legitimately didn't hurt that it much. Like, yeah. I mean, I put an elbow guard on, and we ended up because it was in my mate's backyard. We were skating like this mini half half pipe that he bought. <laughs> I don't know where, but it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I skated the rest of the day. Um, but yeah, and then after a while, I didn't get it checked straight away because it was just like, um, you know, I bumped my elbow. I I I'd, I'd done much more painful things mm-hmm. on a skateboard and many other things. You know, uh, I put my body through a fair bit of trauma as a kid: motorbike riding, water skiing, football. You know, I've broken, I don't know how many bones. Fuck, I've never yeah. broken a bone. Thank fuck. Oh, touch wood for <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, I think like. Uh, multiple fingers i've broken my collarbone my elbow my wrist twice number of fingers fractured my ankle (laughs) and the elbow is the the number one the elbow is the one that restricts me the most you know it was even um because originally i was a carpenter Mm. um before diving into acting um and i mean i was only a, a chippy out of i don't know i just that's what i thought i needed to do i didn't like school i knew like I was definitely not going to go to university. I had yeah. no desire to continue learning. Um, I mean, I long <laughs> circle, but like learning is one of my favorite things now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that it was, was always there, obviously. It's just the content. Yeah. It's just the content. You know, I was very much where am I going to apply this within life? I think that's what I love so much about acting is is everything's applicable. Every, well, not necessarily just acting, but filmmaking as well, which mm. as you know, we'll, we'll talk about, I'm sure, because we've both sort of gone from just being actors or, or being interested in acting and, and, and creating our own content. Yeah, which you is fucking, been, you have to, hey? You absolutely have to. And that's that's sort of one of the reasons that this, this podcast exists. And um, hopefully it becomes, and I'll, I'll keep saying this till the right person hears it, or, you know... Th- Without sort of like trying to sidestep the obvious fact of, I need to build followers. 100%. Is that it becomes a a place that producers go to to hear new ideas being floated. Yep. You know, they're like, oh, what's next on the books? Hey, there's this podcast down in Melbourne and they're talking to all the... Tune in, you might hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How good would that be? Yeah. To be this place that stories get funded and and made. It'd be epic. It also, I mean, I, I was listening to a, a few of your episodes, as I said, off mic before, and it's it's really nice to, you know, you, you find a sense of community, even if you're not in the room with you guys, like on podcasts. You sure do. I man. am. I am huge. Like, 
I, I barely listen to radio anymore. Like, Who fucking if, listens to radio? If, if I'm in the car, I'm in uh, on a podcast of some sort. A hundred percent. And 100%. most of them are filmmaking or something to do with the yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've tried, you know, the horror. I, I, I just can't. I, can't, I just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've I, never that's, been a horror fan. Yeah, but you know, like that true, even true cl- oh, crime. Oh, like the one that's super popular or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I looked up what the the best podcasts to listen to, and and I got, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't get into them. Whereas, yeah, whereas, nah. you know, I just love um, listening to a podcast. You, you you feel people are on the same journey as you. It makes you sane, especially in this industry. When it's, you're like, <laughs> it's a really good way to put it. It really, really does. It can be quite empowering. And one of the things, when I was originally, excuse me. No, <laughs> sort of tipped not tiptoeing around but like okay i'd like like maybe i should start a podcast and i've talked about the sort of catalyst for why i didn't and who um from from far away gave me the idea but one of the doubts that i had was who the fuck is going to listen to this yeah like who wants to other than my buddies a do this (laughs) and listen to it but the more and more i'm researching um about creating podcasts and the people who are teaching people how to do podcasts is one of the things they say is be very specific Mm -hmm. and 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 be as niche as you fucking can and a thousand followers and thousand listeners or whatever you um is the goal and that will pay for you to keep your podcast going Mm -hmm. and there's there's got to be a hundred thousand actors and up at least between here and sydney if not more yeah and and that's not a far stretch um, I wanted to jump back while we were course, talking yeah. about your elbow because um, earlier this year um, I, I not tore but did a, a big double whammy of um, tennis elbow and golfer's elbow so on the inside yep. and on the outside the tonight t- tonight's? tendonitis tendonitis <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. Got th- I've got that I've got nerve entrapment I've got tendonitis in my bicep right. and I get um, spurts of it through the shoulder all through the elbow. Right, right. So, <laughs> so I've had shocking. it, yeah, for years, yeah. but I haven't had a big smash of it since mid-2000s. And it got me this year and it got me really, really badly. And so... And you just got recently married, didn't you? I got married in January, yeah. yeah well, that should... <laughs> <laughs> What's the segue? <laughs> Alleviate the the, the <laughs> pressure. <laughs> yeah. Hey man. Hey. <laughs> After the child, maybe. <laughs> um. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. But I went on this big expedition to find out how the fuck can I heal this without you know spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars with you know acupuncture or massages mm-hmm. and whatever. And the long road took me to these two fellas. Um, Rad and Yanni, and I hope I'm saying this right, guys, Burmeister, probably not, but they run a gym in Sydney called Unity Gym. Yeah. And they're both, you know, like, been af- athletes of some description their entire lives, but in their mid-30s, they sort of really discovered a gymnastics way of training. Yeah. Um, more than calisthenics, and they use an example of, like, calisthenics, people can do muscle-ups and what have you, but they can't do a press handstand with a box split on top. Mm-hmm. So they're not that mobile. They might be strong with body weight, but they can't. So it's that combination, and I think Rad is uh, martial arts trained as well. But anyways, I reached out to him. I said, listen, man, I've got fucking tendonitis. No one can really tell me. 
like even physiotherapists just say, "Oh, just rest it." Here's oh, just like a, a, here's a couple of ex- like just don't do things. Just that don't are do things it. that you know involve life. Um, well, like, I can't even wash the dishes yeah, without it being. You can't yeah. hold anything, and so they made me a video specific for me and posted on YouTube, and they said, "Forget everything that you fucking have been told. You cannot." let it go and you can't just rest it and don't put ice packs on it the inflammation is there for a reason mm-hmm. it's doing it it's, it has a purpose you need to progressively overload that all of those areas and it's not just your elbow it's your wrists it's your shoulders it's your scaps it's your core mm-hmm. all of that load that you're transferring to your elbows needs to be addressed and i made this great video um and since then, you have to send this to me. Yeah, yeah. I, dude. I mean, I'm just out on the back balcony with yep. a broomstick, yep. doing conver- whatever fucking all the terminology. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Pronation, supination. pronation, yep. supination, and um, eccentric, concentric, all yep. that kind of stuff, all the way. And then, like, re- like I couldn't do a push up for five months. Yep. And I was doing mu- ring muscle ups, you know, two months before. Like, it was just. Yeah. Game over. And so now I'm doing their online training program, which is epic. Epic. And they have a great um, Facebook page where they send you videos and stuff like that, answer all of your questions. The layout, their videos. Like I've tried a bunch of online trainings and normally they're a pile of shit. Yeah. They're super tough to use. So fucking cryptic. Boys at Unity Gym, I will send that to you. That They have completely remodeled the way that I've trained. And so for the last three months, I've been doing a top to bottom rebuild because mm-hmm. i get shin splints too so that's the next one yeah like how the fuck am i gonna run in a scene if i can't run for less for more than 10 meters you know the really scary thing is is uh, the last person i really had common ground with talking about all my injuries was my nana <laughs> and then she passed away and i was like oh well i'm next in well, the family i can have to talk to myself about this shit you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, 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 we were chatting about, you know, the medication we were on. And look, I, I've gotten a lot better now. Um, just smarter maintenance and a few other things. But no, I'm always, I'm just open to anything that can well, help. I'll like, take you on a, another quick tangent and we'll get back into some mm. film stuff. But I've been actually wanting to bring this conversation into the podcast for ages. So this is a great opportunity. Another person that sort of, another two people that have popped into my world through this they came in before, but it, two guys, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, this fella broke his back in a mar- in a marathon like 25 years ago. Yeah. And he was a chiropractor, so he understood the anatomy of his spine. So there's, there's a head start there, but he also understood the science at that time behind meditation. And he meditated his way out of a broken back. Right. They were going to fuse his back and put all kinds of shit in there and he was going to be out for like a year in a wheelchair this whole fucking thing and he said you know what no thanks like a full body suit the whole bit he said i'm not going anywhere i am just gonna just back off i'm gonna do my thing Mm -hmm. and within six weeks he had mobility again and with nine weeks he was walking again and since then he's been touring the world teaching people how to do all kinds of things but all through meditation and it's pretty fucking epic and one of the people he's now affiliated with is a guy called Dr. Bruce Lipton. And he's kind of like the forefather of, or founding father of epigenetics. And that is a, the science now that they know that the environment influences the gene. 
Yeah. Not just your legacy. Yeah. So you can manipulate your genetics through meditation to heal yourself, to boost your immune system. So I did a whole bunch of things at the same time. And I'm not an everyday meditator yet. I'm trying. It's fucking hard. It is. (laughs) It's really hard, man. My buddy says it best. It's the hardest, easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) just sit there for 20 minutes, man. But anyways... I'll leave it at that, and I'll give you some links. But no. the meditation has been really fucking. I, th- I think that's there's there's another one that I and I thought might be something to do. It's um called earthing, and it's sub- is it something similar to that? That d- reduces inflammation, mm. reconnects you. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. I try and do. Look, I live I live um down the Mornington Peninsula, just opposite this beautiful park, and I try, barefoot it. I try uh, to, yeah. yeah, yeah, as well. When I'm whenever I'm in Sydney as well, there's another park that I go to. I just, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm the furthest thing. I'm much more closer to a bogan than a hippie, but you you're know. coming over, man. You're, you've been progressively <laughs> coming over for years. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, um, I'm probably the mo- biggest hippie bogan. I'm kind of like a, a combination of yeah, the two yeah, yeah. for sure. You'll, you'll, you'll progressively. You won't forget it, but the more and more creative you become. And the more you more you expand your mind, you will find, and this happens. There's another guy called Alan the Bottom, and he says, "The happiest people are the loneliest people." Mm-hmm. So the more enlightened you become, and the more self-aware you become, and the healthier you become, the more grounded you become, the less insecure you become, the less you have in common with the vast majority of people. Yeah, yeah. And your conversations change, and then all of a sudden, well, it's ex- it's the it's the exact same. Uh, I mean, it's the the polar opposite. But you know, most of the people who are lonely are ones with people surrounding them you know yeah yeah, because because again there's there's just no wrong reasons yeah yeah let's get into some film talk let's do it let's do it talk to me about banana split oh oh wow okay so that was a hell of a journey yeah um perfect example of like that was my first real film that i did Um, still coming out though is that right or it's out out yeah yeah yeah. oh okay so it hasn't hasn't had um (laughs) We were supposed to be uh, screening at a, a festival next Tuesday, and it oh, just got right. pushed back. Oh right! Uh, it's a film um, Melbourne Underground Film Festival. Okay, cool. Um, it's been running for twenty years, and they reckon this is the first time ever that it's been pushed back. But it's been pushed back till <laughs> April now, I think. <gasps> so you know, that's kind of the it's kind of the way things go, and it's the way the journey of Banana Split has gone. Right. You know, it was uh, I'd done so. My sort of path, my, my transition in between becoming an actor and a filmmaker was, you know, we did showreels. Um, you know, Josh and I went to Tafta together, um, did the 20-week full-time there back in 2000, started 2016. Um, and then I just remember, you know, like I was interested a little bit in behind the scenes we, we, when we were shooting showreels you know i was there and yeah you mean being on the camera yeah or yeah yeah like yeah. I, it, it was different but it didn't really excite me it was like cool it was like yeah, oh, it looks yeah. like a lot of hard work man and it, it was also <laughs> yeah but it was also like i get bored pretty easily so i was like it's either help or sit and i'm like i'm gonna lose my mind if i have to sit around for a 14 right. hour day so I jumped in behind the camera and then same sort of deal. Um, my partner, I met my partner in um, that course, Jess, Jess, Jess yeah. Orchick. Um, and so she lived in Sydney. I was in Melbourne. Um, and yeah, we, uh, so then I was traveling up to Sydney, you know, later that year. 
was it lag that year? I don't know. I, I think it was. Um, and then I was doing some show reels there. No, it wasn't. It wasn't until I went back. Sorry. I went to the States and studied with her school mm-hmm. over in America, still acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. This is long wind to get back to <laughs> Banana Split. Hey, man, that's a long form conversation. It, that's what we're it here It kind for. of all connects because like a same sort of deal. I went over to America and I, the person who was supposed to be like doing the technical side of things um, he was also my roommate and he stopped doing the program. Uh, he, you know, the the course she runs is phenomenal. Like, I, I cannot recommend it high enough. It's I'm, I, I've done it two and a half, three times. And oh, right. I, like, the first time I did it, I was like, wow, I got a lot to learn. And it wasn't intimidating. I was... I don't know. I, I I thought I was more ready then. I, I was. I mean, you've got to have somewhat of you. You have to be somewhat delusional to be an actor. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to be. yeah, yeah, totally. You know, um, th- there's a part of you that has to have that delusion. It's kind of healthy because you got to, you know, believe well, in yourself. I mean, if and you all were a realist, you'd never fucking do it. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, <laughs> um, you know that that. I, I was. I, I thought I'd go to LA. They'd love my accent, the Aussie guy. And I'd heard stories about it. I, and people were telling me, they'll love you. They'll love uh, Aussie. Yeah. They love Aussie guys. And I was in a lot better shape then than I am now. Um, yeah, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I edit a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah. I drink a lot of coffee and oh. I sit at a, at a desk a lot now. So, um, oh, man. But yeah, so like. Um, I got there and I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't even nearly ready. Mm. I, I mean, I'm, but I'm more okay with that now than I was then. You know, I was so... Did it rattle you? Oh, 100%. Really? Right. You know, you you have those breakdowns. And my, I mean, my my um, my um roommate at the time was had, went through it worse than I did. Right. You know, right. not comparison, but you know, he was like, I'm not going to do acting anymore. And I think it's 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 also that that's what I love about the program that um, Jess runs as well. After, by the way, sorry, shameless <laughs> plug. Why not? Um, is is it does push you? It, it's like, do you really want this? It's kind of make or break. Right. Um, and there's there's a lot of people, not a lot of people, but there, there's a number of people who don't who go. This isn't for me. Like halfway through the yeah, court, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. off, really. Yeah, yeah. They and get like their money back? No. Well, I mean, it <laughs> depends. No, it. It's, they shouldn't. No, it's um, like, I mean, the course, in comparison to any other course out there, th- there's a reason. I'm a tight ass. I'm a huge tight ass. <laughs> like, like, and there's a reason why I was able to do the course because it is affordable. Like, right. But they, look, they didn't go home or anything. I think, you know, there has been something. Anyways, but he had that back to sort of the thing. He, he had that. I had that. But so I ended up taking over the technical side of things. So I was like, oh. right, because so the show must go on. Yeah. So I was yeah. setting up cameras for teachers, really basic stuff. Um, and then, you know, there was just this constant thing that people kept saying is like, you know, um, you, you should be creating your own content. You mm. should be creating your own content. Yeah. I, you know, I was always like, I'm going to get a big job and I'll be fine. Like, 
you know that that sense of delusion. And look, I've still got a bit of it. Yeah, I, I'm no, hopeful. you have to. You have I'm, to. I'm Fuck, hopeful man. for it. Yeah. You know that preparation. The old saying: preparation plus opportunity equals success. Wow. Right. I remember that whole. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and the more and more, I'm 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 prepared now. Like, I'm yeah. confident that I'm prepared with the amount of training well, that I've done. What are you three since. Now, three years into it now? Yeah, and I yeah. and I you That's know a degree. I've, I've 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 only and some people look at me and go, oh, you're so young in the industry. And I go, no, no, no. This is all I've done for the past three and a half, four years. Like, I, I, I mean, occasionally I have gone back and done really short stints in carpentry, you know, mm-hmm. month here, month there at a time. Got to do it. But I'm working 12-hour days. Yeah. I'm, I'm working so I don't have to work again. Mm. It's, it's been so, such a luxury to fall back on because I can earn, you know, good some money. good cash. Yeah. Some good cash fast. Um, but that's... You know, that's kind of the... Um, so, what was I? So, Banana Split. Yeah, so the... So, you wrote Banana Split yes. way back. Uh, I wrote it. I was in the car. I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. It is um, Just Shoot It, one of my favorite for filmmakers and directors. And, and they also produce... They're like mid-tier directors and right. over in the States. When I say mid-tier, they're like... They're not doing big Hollywood movies. They're not far off it. Yeah, um, but they're doing TV movie type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like TV series, they've done some like web series. Web they're series, doing consistent yeah. commercials and stuff like that. They're pitching, whatever. But they get some great people on the show. And they had, um, I think it was, it was through them or direct. It was sort of like one of those things. And there was this guy called Jim Cummings. And he'd just written, they were telling a story how he wrote his podcast Ah, uh, sorry. He wrote his short film um, "Thunder Road" in the car whilst he was driving to work every day. He was writing it through voice memes and stuff like this. And this thing just won the grand jury prize for the shorts at Sundance. Um, actor had never directed before, mm-hmm. you know. And I'd been doing at this stage. I'd been doing. I, I'd probably done maybe twenty to thirty show reels in which I'd shot, directed, or right. like edited and done so much content, and started working on some other people's short films as um, cinematographer and and editing and stuff like that. So I was like, screw it, I'm gonna do it. Like I'm just gonna do it. And I was driving home from Sydney, and I, I same deal. Jess was in uh, the states at the time. We were pin pinballing ideas. She was the one who kind of gave me the kick up the ass that I needed. She's like. Um, a girl called Holly Clark. Yeah, and, no, uh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Um, and um, Luke Vanos. Is that she, the fella in it with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I, and he's, he's through Tafta somewhere earlier, just before we were there. But um, she's like, she, she's a coach, acting coach as well. So she was coaching them and having chats with them. And they're like, she's like, they're both really good actors and they're both really keen. You should write something with them. And I was like, huh, okay. So we just started pinballing ideas and, this random idea. I'm like, two guys, one girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Why not? (laughs) So, but, but I was watching it. I was like, this motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, um, it's, it's, you know, it went from that idea and, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm Jim Cummings. And I'm like, like recording it on my phone. And I got home and it was still like, not there. And I'm still like banging my head and, uh, I mean, English, for me to ever call myself a writer is like the most bizarre thing ever. Yeah, It'd yeah. be like the really skinny guy in school now who's a bodybuilder. Right. It's like oh, I right. wasn't, I'm far from 
intellectually intelligent. I, I, I've always had, I've no, but I've always had like a sense of like street smarts. Street smarts, yeah. But I'm I've the never, same as you, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like writing English, I like I was in like the dumb English classes in in high school yeah. and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And help, you know, I ended up doing okay thanks to a great education. Um, but like you know, it, to be a writer and yeah, it was just this thing and. I mean, if if I can help anyone out there, and the reason I'm sort of saying this is it was banging my head against the wall. And it still is. It mm. still is. But I, do you know what? I talk to everyone, and it's the same sort of process. Some people can churn it out like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Some. But, I mean, you know, from, you know, when I used to um, lift a lot more weights than I do now when I was playing football and stuff like that, one of our... Um, uh, lifting coaches used to say, you know, when your deadlifts, it's like opening a jar. It's consistent pressure, not one burst of mm-hmm. that. And I think that's the same with writing for me. It's that consistent pressure. And I never related it back to sport until, you know, I started writing a bit more. Um, and, and in sport, you you know, you're going for a run, you've got to push through the wall. You've got to push through the wall. I never did that with any, like, work. Like anything to do with like, I could always do it physically, sport, but I never right. did it mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, but it is still mental. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. You just have to, to, to slot it in a new, new Yeah, but it was, it was this, it was a different, unco- like I was so uncomfortable, I would just leave it. I'd just, right. I'd go away and probably do something active. <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? Probably because you knew you could achieve what you were after with sport. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where the other thing was, I don't know. Yeah, and I you always know. come back to. I mean, everyone is. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm the dumb kid. Why am I writing? I should get some. I should find someone else to write. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But you know, I mean, and the things that keep you going is like the the little little comments like Adam Sandler goes. What's his? And he's one of my favorite. You know, like oh, he's great. So he's good. early days for sure. And he's he's back on the up apparently, but I know, I, yeah, I've, I've got to watch. The preview looks good. But you know, he says I'm not that funny, I'm not that attractive, but yet I've made millions. And you know, like you don't. I, I think we always strive for like that perfection. And once you just alleviate the pressure, mm. and there's other people who call it like the vomit pass. Just get it down on paper. Just just yeah. fucking do I it. I think that that's a really really good strategy because there's a laziness too. There's lazy. Well, for me, there's laziness wrapped up. For me, it's, yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I would hesitate to put words down until I already had it. But if you just start and just get something going, you know, it's just like doing a warm-up on a guitar. You know, a lot of, like, Joe Walsh from the Eagles, like, um, Life in the Fast Lane is just came from a warm-up, you know, and he was just sitting down getting a warm-up, and they were like, that's a fucking song. Yeah. So you just don't know what, but if you're just sitting there not doing anything, yep. it's, you're never going to find it. And the other, the other bit of advice, cause I do, I, I teach a bit now as well about mm. like filmmaking and, and stuff with, like it, that. With, jo- with Jess. Yeah, yeah. Have done. Um, I've taught back at Tafta, uh, mm. once or twice. Um, and we're actually starting, uh, a e, e course at the moment. Mm. Um, so that's what I was doing today. So I'm kind of in that, but it's it's like as well it's like what helps me is i think people especially young filmmakers and new indie filmmakers not people Mm. without the hollywood budget and even people with the we we do everything backwards like everyone goes i'm going to be creative i've got i can do anything in the world i'm going to write the best story and you immediately cripple yourself you're immediately screwed how do you mean 
So you need to write, then this is, this is what I believe, is, is you need to go backwards. You need to go, who do I have? What do I have? How can I write around it? And that's what I had. Mm. I had two actors. I had, I, I limited it to a single location. I was like, I'll just shoot it in my house. It ended up adding a bar in it. But, you know, I was like, oh, I was trying to write it out, mm. but it fit the scene. It made the characters, it made the relationship better. You know, the the, the moment of um, understanding these two guys immediately as soon as they meet each other, mm-hmm. the bar just made sense because they're so private in public type thing, you know, when right, they meet. Right. It's yeah. just this brother relationship that's boisterous that shouldn't be going on in, in a bar. Like, if it happened in a, in, in a house, it just wouldn't have that same sort of chemistry and you yeah, wouldn't yeah, get it. Okay. So, yeah. You know, you've got to write within your limitations, and like, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, definitely, you've got to be creative, and you can be creative about your limitations or with your limitations. But if you write this script that's got all these characters and it's got this, that, and the other, it's never going to get made. You're never going to make it until uh, look, put that, put that, put that script on the shelf for when you are a big. <laughs> A big Hollywood director, let's say, and maybe one day you do get the budget and someone goes, hey, you got anything? You're like, oh, well, I couldn't afford this. Here yeah. it is. But when you're first starting out, keep it simple. Like, like you know, what do I have? What stories do I, you know, it, it was so simple. Two guys and a girl and, and I made it, you know, it was writing from within myself. Me and my, mate, me and my best mate have always had an ongoing joke about who's Batman and who's Robin. You know, well, I can see your humor all over it. Yeah, 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 and which is where your strength lies. I think. And do you don't understand how big a compliment that is, and and I've got it from a few people. And for me, as 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 a writer, that's like I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, like 100%, that's, that's it's the best. If if someone says that's your humor, I go awesome. Yeah, now I know where my brand is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially when you're not trying to um, premeditate the brand if you just let it flow like when i was started out as a fashion photographer i was listening to and i've said this before um this fucking mic (laughs) (laughs) i need a little screwdriver um it's just yeah it's just (laughs) man fuck you josh i don't want to do it today um (laughs) russell james perth guy major photographer for um victoria's secret Mm -hmm. the best way to to to, and this is in the photography world but it's the same thing um find your style and your brand is at the end of a shoot and you've got all your photos and you're flicking through them just grab the ones that you would stop to look at Mm -hmm. if you were flicking through a magazine what would you stop and look at that's your brand yeah do that 20 times and all of a sudden you have a style yeah. And when someone first came up to me and said, oh, man, I saw your photos on such and such. You've got this really, you know, you make really natural women look like really beautiful. I was like, oh, that's my style. It wasn't premeditated. Yeah. You know, and then I started to cognitively re-engineer, like reverse engineer how I got to that spot. And that was um, the 90s, growing yeah. up in the 90s and all of the the like um your chris isaac mu- m- um, music videos and those supermodels of that time and black and white magazine were huge influences so i was yeah. just trying to recreate that um which turns out you know not to say that i was on the forefront of a trend but <laughs> the 90s is a big trend now yeah for sure know? um so you made the film you it's, got it made yeah well and 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 the way we got it is is another thing is like it's um 
I mean, we shot this uh, April 2000. What are we now? 2019. So April 2018. So it wasn't that long ago, you know. Um, and I only finished it sort of a couple of months ago, really. So it was a long process. But the same deal, like, we got – I did a um, – Always, always push yourself for work. So I shot a friend's wedding, um, Zoe Marcos, you, you know, I as know well. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I shot her sister's wedding and, you know, she didn't have much money. She paid me, but, mm. you know, I worked an 18 <laughs> hour day because I was up with the bride and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I never shot They're a wedding days. before. It was a great, it was a great experience. <laughs> um, I'm not saying never, but it's definitely not. do it I, again. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. But, um, so she goes, oh, can you shoot? my sister's wedding and I was like sure why not and I was like I don't have this I don't have this this is the gear I have so I can't you know I don't have professional audio gear blah 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 she was at uni at the time and she goes oh I can get that stuff for, for you from, from uni and I go mm-hmm. what do you mean and she goes oh I can hire you that that gear I was like wait can we hire that whenever we want <laughs> whilst you're at uni and she's like yeah I think so I was like movie time I was like Dude, yeah. are you kidding me? That's awesome. And I can't remember whether that came before or uh, I. I think maybe, I think maybe that was before I'd even started the concept of Banana Split. So it was another thing where I'm like, I've got to make a film, and so we, <laughs> we, we had so much gear. Like, I mean, we had. Like, what do we do with this? Well, we we <laughs> had we uh, that shot on two Canon C 100s. Uh, we had beautiful lens. I, I don't know. I again, it was such so such an early stage of, of um, my mm-hmm. filmmaking days. You know, I didn't know what LUTs were. I didn't know a bunch of things. I had a great cinematographer at the time, Jack Wilson Lee. I think. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, I yeah. I don't know. I I know his name on Facebook, but yeah. <laughs> um, I know it's a hype. <laughs> no. It's definitely not, no, no, I'm worried if it's Jack Lee Wilson, but no, it is Jack Wilson Lee. Right. And he, he was great. Like he was brilliant. The film, and I went into Banana Split without having a cinematographer. I just went hell at it. I had locations booked in. I had a few mates that I was like, you know, I, I thought would, would come in. And they were just busy, you know, they were busy. And, um, so he saved me at the last moment. It was through, um, through his sister, Phoebe Wilson, who you probably know through um, Tafter as well. Do you, so was that your first film then? Yeah. uh, We were doing a documentary at the same time. We, we did a short documentary called, uh, which is part of two, um, called Stepping Into Focus, which is about, uh, a young, Zoe's project was it no 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 no. so so focus on ability is a short film festival based out of sydney it's been running for 11 years now yeah and it focuses on the achievements and abilities of people with disabilities yeah um and we got a little bit of funding through focus i was over in in the states at the time and one of their major prizes prize winners of the film festival is they get a all-inclusive like trip to la and they come out and they meet with producers and they do like the AFM, the American film market, mm, mm. a bunch of other these things. And so what we did is we documented his journey into the States. Um, it's about 11, 12 minutes short, um, kind of really focusing on what focus does and, and, and the impact that it can have. Or like a flow state. Yeah, because mm. I mean, it's it's really, it, it's a huge debate at the moment going on in the industry, you know, with with 
disability, um, you know, people playing actors without disabilities and, right. and, and Give it to someone being, who's disabled. being more inclusive mm. of, of um, disabled actors <coughs> and disabled filmmakers because, look, and I, I've spoken to some uneducated people and it comes back down to exposure and that's what focus is doing mm-hmm. is because people have this um, preconceived idea about people with disabilities that they, they can't do things. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. if it's like they're in a wheelchair, they think somehow that f- affects it. You know, they don't focus on their ability, which is what the film festival is all about. Every right. film has to focus on the ability or achievement of someone with a disability. So, give me an example of an ability. So, if um, they're a disabled cinematographer, well, do you mean? Yeah, of course. But like, it's like anything from what they can do, not what they can't. So, like right. Jared's Jared. Um, has uh, autism. Mm-hmm. I believe it's like, I, I forget the actual Asperger's, but I think the name changed just quite recently right. to, or, or whether it's autistic. I don't know. One of those isn't classified as politically correct now. Um, I don't know. But anyways, he, and, and, and everyone, you know, when you, when you think of that, you don't think, oh, filmmaker, like, mm. and he made this incredible self you know, such a, a genuine story about himself, and he did it in a way that no one else would do. And yeah, because 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 he has that perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just these stories about, you know, as well, exposing the community to what I, again, like people really think that just because you're in a wheelchair or because you have autism or because, um. Anything, maybe you know, you've lost your hand. There's a, there's a John Lawson over in the states who, you know, he has um, hooks um, because you know he he, he was um, electrocuted um, when when he was painting, I believe. Jesus. Um, another one who's an incredible writer, Alan Rucker, who who just woke up at paralysis, I believe, or something like that. And they they both said the same sort of thing. You can join this club at any stage. They're no less. Mm. And and I uh, I believe it was Alan Rucker who says, um, you know, it actually he he's more passionate about what he does. It kind of gave him a second shot at life, becoming paralysed because he's got more appreciation for life, and he's a better writer for it. And all this other stuff, you know, it's just what it doesn't change people. It doesn't change who they are. And, and they need to be, like, anyone, like, any, we all deserve the same opportunity, right? Preparation plus opportunity equals success, as I said before. But the problem is, is people aren't preparing because they're never going to get the opportunity, so they're never going to succeed. How so, pe- people, people, what people? So, so anyone with a disability isn't, isn't going to pursue one of the most exclusive um jobs ever in, in, because in the they're world. already at a disadvantage yeah exactly right. like so if you're an actor or, or you know people who are i mean it's a terrible to but like able-bodied or mm-hmm. or you know without a disability yeah um i mean we've all got disabilities and what we were talking about it before literally um but like you know it's just this this is annoying thing where like um they're not going to get that opportunity. 
And so what focus is doing, what focus on ability does mm. is they focus on their ability, which gives them a reason to prepare. It gives them a reason to practice and do and, and, and go for this industry. It gives them a platform to show their work yeah, and share it. So there's that, to see. there's that preparation mm. and they're getting the opportunity and they're going to fucking succeed. They will. It, and like I mean, this is I mean, there's countless examples I could give you as we've done a whole feature documentary on it. Mm-hmm. So like, I won't harp on it for too long. So that <laughs> I already have. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You gave me a look. Self-regulation. But, um, um, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and it's interesting that you've that this has become quite important to you. Um, it's, and I, I'd never been exposed to it. And and so I wasn't um, ignorant. I wouldn't say. I just no, but it doesn't. If it doesn't come into your field of view, no. then fucking why would you? Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, like I, I had a comp. Sorry, I had a. I have one more thing. Is <laughs> because I did. This is the type of, um, you know, attitudes that would focus is trying to change. Is because you know I was talking to a, a woman in the states about it, and she goes. Well, don't quote me on this, and I can't even remember her name, so I'm not going to... But um, And she's like, but, you know, like, it just costs more. And I was like... <sighs> yeah, but that, you know, cash talks, man. Well, like well hang on. Let, so, an example of the way the government system works, and I'm not, I'm not sure about uh, America. Right. But if, if someone is out of work here because they have a disability we as the taxpayers are necessarily right. funding them, right? Yeah. So if someone goes off that and has a job... They're less of a drain. They're le- they're, we're not actually paying for that out yeah. of our, our, our tax. And now we have just established another taxpayer mm. by giving them a job and an opportunity. So it very quickly, a, a wheelchair ramp here and there, a rail here and there... Um, <laughs> The cost is 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 not even comparable. It's not comparable, but but one is one someone else's cost and one is your cost. Mm-hmm. You know, so when it's the government's cost, it ain't my cost. Yeah, yeah, and that would be the and mentality. There, and there is government incentives over here for oh, that. that's great. Yeah, yeah. and it, look, it's constantly becoming a better situation. Yeah, you know, and I think it will. It will. Um, it's it's an unfortunate situation that we face at the moment where. And it's like anything you you push so hard one way, then the counter is is the other way just as hard. And, yeah. And so now we have this hypersensitivity, fucking craziness, and 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 people, you know, established, really good actors losing out on roles for the sake of diversity. Yeah. You know, like Joe Rogan uses a, a great example of a friend of his who was writing a, um, whatever, whether it's a film or a, a TV show, I don't know, but he was. No one was going to give him funding because it wasn't diverse enough. And he's like, it's the middle of the 1800s in the Bronx. Yeah. Wasn't that diverse? Or or it wasn't the kind of diverse that you're saying I need. Yeah. You know, it was whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not familiar with, yeah, let's just say it's a whole bunch of Italians. It's like Little Italy or something like that. That's the fucking, that's how it was. Yeah. We don't need to start rewriting history. No. You know, we can, we can change the future. And if you do, that's a complete other story, which is fine. But it's, uh, I mean, I had the same, I was, I was talking about a, a movie concept idea that I had. Um, again, that's, that's one on the shelf that's way too expensive to, for me to make now, but mm. it's one I would love to make. And uh, one of my friends goes, oh, you know, if you, if you put um, at like an Aboriginal as your main character into that, you would get funding. And 100%, it would it be a great 
film to tell with an Aboriginal as a lead. A hundred percent not debating that, but it's not my story. Yeah. And I, it, I mean, that's the question you need to ask. Is and, and it's a question that they ask a lot when you when well, I'm, so I've heard again from a lot of podcasts is why this movie, why now, and why are you the storyteller to tell it? And interesting questions. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it's like that definitely is not my story to tell. Mm. Would I love to be involved? Yeah, but I'm not the I'm not the one to be at the. I have no I have no exposure to that community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone else it would who be has, so disgenuine. Yeah, who has more exposure is the guy for this. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that goes back to you know as I, that's look and that is where the, the hypersensitivity it comes from a certain like it comes from somewhere and it is because they need to you know they need to have that opportunity offered at least to then you know because otherwise there's no point of like can, can you imagine like preparing all this acting work and doing all the training you were and you know that you're never going to get a job or, or, or the likeliness of you getting a job is even more minimal than what it is now. Like times, right, times right, 10. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, cause yeah. that is what, you know, um, any ethnic actor has gone through before us. And it's like the pendulum has swung and it has, it definitely has. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's swung too far the other way. And I hope I'm, you know, I really I feel like it is, you know, little murmurs going yeah. around like, okay, cool. Now we're, we're starting to, well, I'm, it's it's a worse time, and that's why you know it's it's a really nice thing to be able to make your own content. And I kind of had to out a necessity because you fucking absolutely have to. You cannot walk around with your hands out. And th- I will say this for having for never ever did I think that I was going. And I still wouldn't call myself a writer. Yeah, but I have written. Yep. Um, it it really pumps up your understanding of character arcs as an actor. You know what I mean? Because then you're looking at it from, well, from the perspective of a writer, but you just see all of those in good writing. Um, you see all, all of the all of the beats. You know, I I got it. Sounds snobbish, but and 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 part of me is so tempted to email this person and sort of say, look, I'm going to say something to you, and you're probably going to hate me for this, but everyone needs to hear this at some point. But I got a, an audition through yesterday. Um, and the, the, the post looked great. Like it was a start now auditions, nothing major. Um, but, but, but about fires in Victoria and yep. blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck yeah. You know, this is a pretty pressing, very relevant, very relevant topic. I'll send me that shit, send it over. And it was straight away. I'm like, okay, this isn't written in a script writing software program. Yeah. Your dialogue is written as if it's action. You've put quotation marks on every section of dialogue you're not quoting anyone you're the character you're writing so i instantly said no way man yeah like, this is going to be a clusterfuck and you're not ready to make a film yep if you don't even know how to write a script yeah and i wanted to email and i'm still humming and ahhing over it i just said look that's not for me but but, but because that's the harsh fact is you should be looking for someone to say maybe you could do this, you know, yeah. to tighten it up and, yeah. and, and make it stronger. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, obviously we've got into a little bit of your transition I, stuff. I just on that, I just one. I just, another thing I always like, because um, again, I, I've worked with like a lot of like teen, like youth um, and, 
and and a lot of actors coming through LA because I've been over there at the same time of the program. And same sort of deal. As an actor, you really need to... You, you can't be snobbish and you can't... But the, the things you should know is, is are the filmmakers giving um, or, or doing um, what they're doing with as much respect and as much passion mm-hmm. as you are? So ask for a script. <coughs> ask where it's going to go. You know, are we going to enter into film festivals? What's your idea for this? And then also ask, is is it IMDb credited? Yeah. They're kind of three elements that are really important, but always Super ask important. for that script. Yeah, yeah. And also know your, not your place, but your, I don't want to say right. It is your right, but know what you can expect and what you can't relative to your experience. Yeah, oh, you 100%. Know? When you're starting out, you're a background extra. Take it. Do it. It's a great experience. You get to see a big set. Then when you're just studying student films, you'll never see any footage. It's never going to work. <laughs> very, very fucking rarely. And But it's great. Yeah. It's great. And then when you get out of that and you're not doing that and you're a little bit, you've got a little couple of parts here and there, IMDB credit, must have. Where's it going? Must know. Can I get the footage? I want that in writing. Yeah. That's a big 100%. The footage is uh, that's a, the, another key element yeah. for sure. If you're giving your time for free, the least they can do is provide you the footage. Yeah. Um, you know, I got burnt a couple of times on that. Me yep. too. Hold that. This fucking microphone. Yeah. Screwdriver or gaffer tape because gaffer tape fixes everything. Yeah. Filmmaking tip. Gaffer tape will fix everything, though. Yeah, no, I was watching you. At one stage, I was like, I wonder if I could, like, how how you could quick fix it. <laughs> All right. And get close to wrapping up. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Uh, yes. Yeah, we've all been burned a little bit by footage. Yeah. A lack thereof. Please don't be doing this. I've just fixed you. All right. But Let, uh, I want to move on. Yeah, for sure. Um, what I wanted to ask you is since we were both in the same course at TAFTA those, all those years ago. Yeah. And you you take what we were kind of just talking about. You take whatever you can get. Now you're learning how to write. You're learning how to direct. And you, you're watching fucking YouTube videos and Udemy courses. And you're going to classes here. Yep. And you're talking to whoever you can. But what do you think or what have you found is what you do most naturally? And what do you think your brand will be? When it comes to the big the big breakout role or whatever, what do you think it's going to be? 
Who, what are they going to want to see from Robbie? That's interesting. That's a great question. Um, I think branding's so hard to identify with because you're always going with against what you're feeling, what people are telling you, and everyone's got their own opinions, especially. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I've found it the opposite. Like, for me, finding my brand just came, like, with, with no premeditation. Yeah. All the stuff that I booked was for the super intense violent person well the the, the <laughs> consistent the opposite of me the consistent one i have been cast as is homophobic <laughs> sexist <laughs> i saw the advert yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um i'm always kind of the the douchebag the the guy the guy as we're talking about before generally i would play the guy that goes yeah well disabled people are going to cost you money right i, I would the be opposite. the guy who's going to yeah. play but gonna play though yeah um you know, the guy who's just so small town. And mm. I'm, cool, you know, I mean, realistic. You're from Franger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like my typecasting is, is yeah. douchebag asshole. But do you um, like doing that though? I actually, this is going to sound weird. I don't mind it because yeah. it's 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 away from myself. It, yeah, it's, it, there's yeah, always yeah. a challenging... Well, I don't want to say it is easy, but like you, you, you've got to separate the actual content that you, you know, uh, it's yeah, I'm not a sociopath that kills people. Yeah. That's but I right. find that more well, <laughs> natural to do. Well, it's what, you know, you know, so like if, for example, like if I was to play someone with really homophobic viewpoint, mm-hmm. if it's, it's like playing a person that's colorblind and doesn't know they're colorblind. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going, it's yellow, and I'm going, it's blue. You know, and I'm getting angry at you because I think I'm right. It's kind of, that's how I, I, I'd approach those type of characters is it's just the, con- you know, that little bit of um, replacement, I guess, is, is changing the context of what you're actually talking about because you've just got to believe what you're saying. Um, and I don't think that the other thing is you can't judge the person. They just don't know better. Um, Which person? The person generally that I end up playing. Oh, right, right, Is right. like yeah. you can't have judgment towards them. They just don't know better. They haven't been exposed yeah, to these. Yeah, everyone's got a story. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. And if they're, they're you know, not born a psychopath, then they were born a good person and their journey has taken them to this place. That's right. Um, so that being said, where would you like to direct it? So, uh, look, I... Um, like what would you want to do? What I want to do is comedy. Is, is I love. I think that that's yeah. yeah. I, I love comedy, and I didn't realize until you know I was, I I I've liked drama and I've, I've done drama, and it's funny. The first scene I I was like I'm gonna do comedy, and the moment I said that, I got like this dramatic role. Uh, for, it was only like a class type thing. Um, very well known teacher, and I, I said to her the same sort of deal. I was like I'm focusing on comedy now, and she's like, Don't you dare! <laughs> After I, I was like okay cool like it was great great um feedback but Mm. yeah no i look i love comedy adam sandler that early type of of just just people i I like to entertain people if if people watch my movies or anything like that um and they watch it and they they can have a laugh and and it's not too serious it's not you know it's not too um you know um, not too much like profanity. I, d- I don't want to like um, swearing for swearing's sake. And yeah, 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 yeah. For, yeah. If it suits the character for sure and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, light-hearted stuff that's just good fun, che- uh, cheeky, 
cheeky. I, I mean, I love Monty Python, that type of humour that's silly and, and, and fun and stupid. A little bit of slapstick here and there, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I want to do. But again, it's funny, like, Jess, so Jess writes, mm-hmm. and she's a brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. When you get her dialogue, you go, oh, this is easy. You, you just learn it because mm. it's well-written dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And we did a, a film called A Death Perspective at the end of last year, which mm. is about a 25-minute film. Yeah, right. Um, and we literally wrote, directed, and finished it in a week. Um, and it's doing really well on the festival circuit now, which has been great. Um, but, you know, she writes... Her, her, her production company is called Diversity Pictures. So she, right. she's the one who was producing the... Um, the short film documentary and mm-hmm. the main documentary we're talking about. Um, I'm sort of co-producing it just because I'm putting so much time and effort into it, yep. doing editing and directing. <coughs> but, you know, she's... Uh, she, yeah, her, her company's called Diversity Pictures. Mm. And this is like such real heavy drama. You know, it's, it's, it's about two sisters. Their dad's just passed away and the different perspectives they have of a man. Is he a bad person who did good things or is he a good person that did bad things one sister believes the other the other things uh, right. and it's it's hectic like you know there's there's sexual you're in it too right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's it's sexual abuse and all that sort of stuff it's funny i mean that was crazy i was i shot the first scene like um we shot the first scene before everyone got there um because we like we had we shot 23 no sorry we shot 19 pages in 16 hours um, which generally the going rate's about three hours a page or something like that. Right. And we, right. And we did 19 pages in 16 hours. Just smashing Yeah, it. we had about, th- we had sort of two, three cameras. All inside, in one, one, one location. One location, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all all at the wake type thing. Again, she yeah. wrote, and, and I don't know, I'm, I may have advised her, I can't remember, we worked together really well. Um, Bonus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, God. You would fuck if you didn't. I mean, God, God, do we fight for sure? Yeah, as you will do with anyone. But it's it's like we fight with passion and we fight because we believe. It's it's really, you know, it's it's you know, it works sometimes it doesn't. But we we've been doing pretty well. We that's not the only film we've worked on together mm-hmm. either, and we're consistently you know working on other projects together. Um, but you know that's. So again, I love I love directing. You know, we kind of co-directed that together because um, I was in a lot, she was in a lot. So she was kind of directing when she's, as I said, she's an acting coach. But as far as technical and lighting and stuff like that, you know, some of the scenes I was lighting that I was actually in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, you know, I had a stand-in. I was setting up the cameras, talking with. We had a good, great um, DOP on that as well. Um, and he, you know, he, we, we'd sort of communicate and then I'd sit in and go back into acting. And yeah. It's an interesting thing to jump in and out like that. Like I haven't done it for film, but I did it for, as I was progressing into like pulling the, the pin, not, not pulling the pin, but, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, just sort of jumping into the acting. I yeah. started doing editorials that I was in that yeah. I would shoot. Yeah. So in, and, but in stills, you know, so I would whatever the the scene was model that scene and then jump back out but i would do everything with a trigger in my yeah. pocket and yeah and go, oh yeah that's cool oh it's really it's a strange thing <laughs> i i did try once because uh, i did try and take my own headshot because i had like a beard and like a new haircut and i was like <laughs> before i shave i'll try and take a headshot and yep. then it 
no, I couldn't couldn't do it. It was terrible. <laughs> what did you did what 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 did you find to be the hardest part? Because I have a have an issue with taking my own headshot specifically. I can take my own portrait. Ah, okay, that's fair. But my headshot, I can't do the cheese thing without the direction of someone to put me there. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes it. My weird. default is always intense brooding or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of it kind of looks like you need crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, confused. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what well, I like to think I pull it off a little bit better than taking a shit, but <laughs> well, but I'm I can't s- give that to my agent as my headshot. No, no, no. They're like, that's too intense, dude. Yeah. I get it. You can do that. That's fine. Give me the other thing that I can turn off to a car commercial or a fucking chemist commercial. Yeah. And I need to get someone to do that for me. Yeah. So what was the hard part for you? Uh, it's just position, you know, body position. Okay, just those right. minute things like... You know, it being in two play, I, I, with, with, with film, I can switch it off because it's like, set it up, boom, and then you're shut in. that off. I mean, yeah. and I did it with Banana Split as well. So I, I directed, and I, I mean, I was in every single scene for that. So, uh, after Banana Split, when I edited that, I was like, never again. I'm not doing this ever again. There's so <laughs> many details that I'm like, I would have picked up on as a director. Yeah. And that's not to any disservice to my DOP. No, no, it's brutal. Um, it's tough. And we had a, our first AC on the day not show up. Um, so then my co-director, who was supposed to be my eyes and ears behind the camera, jumped in and ended up. Um, first day seeing and pulling focus for us and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um, so we kind of lost that and and you know just my new details where I'm like I would have seen that if I was just directing but I'm in front of the camera I'm like you're an idiot you did too many things um, after I've, I've done it uh, twice more since then yeah and I had another time uh, was for another short that I did called pass um, and I loved it I, yeah I, I had a I mean, I've said it about all my DOPs, but um, uh, I can't. Why can't I think of his last name? Matt. Um, he's like one of my Matt Young. Matt Young. He's one of my really close friends over in the states now. Another Aussie. He's a director as well. So right. like he, yeah. he, he and, knows. and and his partner Tam, um, Matt and Tam, who who have like a Young One Studios. She was on Boom, but she's a director as well. She's insane. Like the, the eyes and ears I had. I, couldn't have felt more safe mm. you tell them what you want you go back in front of the camera and they exceed your expectations so you're just like oh awesome so yeah the the ben, the bends that did stringy bark like we have done a bunch of just different clips now um and that's the same like we're just on the same page in terms of but 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 it really lends itself to drama. Yeah. Like if I wanted to do a comedy clip I wouldn't get Ben in and we've already talked about that. Yeah. But we have a really because I look at everything from a photographer's perspective as well. So when it's not the compositions, like I am that asshole photographer, that's um, actor that's on the other side of a student film going, don't you think it'd be better if you fucking swept in from here and then pulled in? Shut up. Yeah. But um, so we really, really line up in terms of our angles and what have you, which for me is really, it's just another thing that I don't have to, it's different when you're working with pros, obviously. Yeah. Not to say that they're not pros, they absolutely are. But when you're at that level and you just, for me, if I just don't trust the dude or girl on the camera, yep. it's in the back of my mind and I can still let it go. But I am looking at it from that perspective. And but half, the, half the time you don't have, you, you, on these films, you don't have time to watch playback either. You're moving so fast. No, man, so. you got to just keep rolling with it. And you also have to be respectful of people's 
projects, you know, there's so many times work because I'm typically on those kinds of projects, the oldest one there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like there's student films or young and I'm like and I'll say to them, look, I'm just gonna give you everything that I got in terms of what I'm feeling, what I'm picking up, blah 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 blah. Take what you will. I'm not here to, to hijack or derail your project. I'm just doing my job. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'll do whatever you want. But this is the way that I embed myself into your project. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, that's gold. They're yeah. like, yes, brilliant. Um, I mean, we're talking about brand. So with this, with this podcast, who's who's you, who are you sort of branding to? Who's your like audience? Are they actors? Are they filmmakers? Yeah, it is a very esoteric audience. Yeah. Um, I don't know that too many people who aren't actors are going to listen to this because they're not listening to their favorite actors yep. reveal the secrets of their major yep. roles. So you, you know? reckon it's generally going to be like indie filmmakers who are also look, yeah. It'll so, be this little club. So, yeah. so my question, and, and it's just something I always like, like if you were to go back to the start of where we, you know, um, back to Tafta day one, is there anything that you would kind of do differently to where you are now? Do you mean choices at school or choices after school? More, well, even like, is it, yeah, like it's kind of, if you were to start all over again, what would you do differently? Or would you do anything differently? Let me be more specific about what you're asking. Okay. So it's first day of school at Tafta. Or do you mean last? Not even. Like even before that. Like you're, you're a brand new, let's say someone listening in is like, I'm a brand new actor, I have no interest, oh, I'm sorry, no, I'm interested in going into either, you know, the the filmmaking world, mm-hmm. acting, filmmaking, whatever. Um, you know, what, it's, it's always interesting and I, I hear it on other podcasts and I always find it interesting is, uh, we, I mean, we've talked a lot about like how we've kind of, and you kind of skip a few skip steps. Yeah, do you okay. know what I mean? I, I so it's like saying. it's like not necessarily the advice you would give a specific individual because you're never gonna be, um, you know, on target enough. But if you could do it to yourself, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Look, uh, there's there's a couple of different ways that I can come at that because I came to the party late. Yes. So I could say to you, I wish that when I was 13 and I was I had a big part in the play and I was in Rocker Stedford that my dad never took me out of that school and I stayed with the drama club. But but maybe I'd be a total asshole because I was successful as a young fella and, you know, I, I've had experiences of being good in a company at 22 and getting praised for being a really good salesman and it going to my head and I'm being a, a total shithead. Yeah. You know, I came out the far side of it as a grounded adult. Yeah. You know, so I can go through class and and what have you and and not like like for example i give you this this so funny i had a premonition that the conversation might go this way um one thing that i notice when everyone gets a little bit of traction typically in the younger crowd is their dialogue in in the way that they speak to you changes and it becomes this badge of busy and if you ask someone how are you man oh just got out of this just been filming this that's I didn't ask what you're doing. Yes. I asked how you are. Yep. And and everyone, as soon as there's a little bit to go, Robbie, with his phone not on silent. It's on aeroplane mode, so I don't know how that happened. <laughs> this is a calendar update. Ah, there you go. <laughs> okay. um, their dialogue changes. So my advice to anyone would be just f- 
do it do it for you don't ever stop doing it don't ever let anyone bring all that shit bring you down but don't be a dick about it yeah you know someone uh, there is something really really pure and beautiful when someone asks you what are you working on mm. you know instead of you jamming it down their throat yeah you know and i get promoting and stuff like that if i went to a, a dinner with a bunch of producers yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be mr salesman yep you know so i don't know if that's a ambiguous way of answering your question but that would be my advice yep. just be real yeah just be genuine about it do it because you love it yeah don't be one of those actors also that i oh, hate everything that i do why the fuck are you doing it do what you love yeah don't create what you want to see on the screen any coaches or like training or like um I guess like websites or anything you were like, oh my God, why, how am I just, cause there's a few things like, um, you know, you don't find out until later and you're like, how, what, why didn't anyone tell me about yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I, um, in terms of like looking back on the education that I had, I, I feel like Taft was really great in never ripping you apart yeah you know there was only really that one day sorry john where you just dropped the bundle on the um duet scene or whatever it was what was it it was a duet <laughs> is that what the play was called the german thing <laughs> i know the exact where he one really yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking just had enough had a real rough train ride home that night i was like <laughs> questioning everything <laughs> yeah so, so one one thing that i often do muse over that i not a regret but i wish that i'd had the composure like a good comeback that you find two hours later and you wish that you'd slayed that person with the yeah. comeback is I don't know if you remember but the day that Paul Parker told me how terrible I was mm-hmm. in front of the class and I just absorbed it all and sat there in silence for the next four hours yep I wish that I had sat there and just looked at him and gone who the fuck do you think you are how dare you speak to me like that you piece of shit I put my fucking heart and soul into this you know and walked out of the walked out of the fucking room and then walked back in and went Ta-da. you know as a total fake yeah and you what you like and he would have been like oh, oh, like if i had it delivered it genuinely I had, <laughs> as a joke i had a, a similar thing with a teacher once and i did say something and i was you know i did maybe i don't know whether i handled it as well as i think i did in my head but at the same time i said um it was about you know my 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 American dialect at the time because, uh, you know, accent for a, a bloke like me was really hard to perfect. Like, right. I, my God, the amount of training I've done on the accent is insane to get it to a passable level, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm confident with it now, but I was still, you know, and this one teacher just kept going at me like, you know, like mm, really good, but that accent, I can't, you know, can't even focus. And I was just like, and it was like before I even started and I just said, and I said to her after the class, I walked out of the class and oh, I came shit. back in and I said, it's not your job. I've got a dialect coach. That's not your job. Right. Your job is to teach me as an actor. And if we can't get past that, then that's fine. You're not my acting coach. I don't need you. There's plenty of other people out there that will help me. Yeah. They've got the wrong objective and that there's still that lingering loss and regret about well, their own existence. If, and yeah. Th- their job is to help. Their yeah. job is to inspire. If they can't, and and that's that's up to them. If they can't, and in fairness, you're not going to be able to help everyone that you come across. And that's a hard thing to know as like a teacher, as an educator, or anything like that. 
but don't fucking beat them down for it. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't know how to do your job correctly. Go, maybe I'm not the teacher for you. This is something you can work on. I'm not really sure how to fix it. Maybe seek that. Or I could be wrong. At the end of the day, this is such a, such, it's, it's art, objective. right? It's yeah. so objective. What you think is great, I may think is terrible and vice versa. And look, there is, in fairness, there is bad acting. There is, there is unconnected, disconnected, um, disgenuine. There's all this yeah, sort lazy, of stuff. Yeah, unprepared. right? Not knowing your lines. There's nerves. There's this. There's all that stuff that comes into it where, yes, you, everyone can sort of go, they need work. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, you've just got to keep going and, and don't take... Because, again, the, the, the teacher I'm talking about, you know, like... Very well known, brilliant, brilliant acting coach, and has done s- and and is a really really good coach. I've I've seen I've seen him work with uh, a bunch of students and and do really really w- really great stuff and get them from one point to another. But just wasn't right for me. And that's mm. I th- I think it's such like a thing in the entire industry. It's it's the same thing. Some auditions come in and you go, this dialogue's incredible. I'm great. I'm brilliant. I can learn these lines in like an hour. And others where you're smashing your head against a brick wall eight hours it later. Just stick. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and, and you get better at the bad stuff and you get closer, you know, quicker at the good stuff and whatnot. But, you know, I just think as, as, as a young actor, you're so vulnerable to it just thinking anything a teacher says to you is, is, is true. Mm, mm, that, well, that's what's great about a, cl- a, a school like Tafta where you've got 20 different teachers. Definitely. You know you know that you're only going to have them for another week or whatever or maybe two more weeks. Yeah. And if you're having a bit of a fucking... Oh, mm, oh, we, I, we don't gel so well. I can't, I can't, I can't recommend... Like, I always recommend Tafta. Tafta is like brilliant, brilliant. And like for the foundation of what I learned there, like I still use some stuff that we learned there 100%. from, I mean, from Mick Preston and John Preston. and Yeah, David Cameron. Um, David I've seen Cameron. him. He's a, a brilliant. Lot. Yeah, He's I've so seen him good. a lot as a private coach. Colin Buds is yeah. phenomenal. Colin's great. I, 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 to be honest, um, I use a lot of what I learned as an actor in his classes as a director as well. Yeah, you know that. I would imagine you d- would. Yeah, and, and then the d- best directors, so they say. I can't honestly comment at this juncture, but uh, actors, directors, you know, directors who have had some time as an actor. Um, Instead of that director that sits behind the camera and you never speak to and send someone to run and over and th- and they're dying like yeah. not <laughs> well dying. literally dying yeah but we're like, all dying but they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're dying out is what I meant yeah, to say you know yeah. like that old school Hollywood way it, it doesn't really exist anymore there's a, sh- a few still there that um where it's a uh, a dictatorship yeah but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it is is you know and you're gonna get those but like it just do your job head down ass up get the job done go um, I don't know. There's there's a power in, you know, going. I, I kind of ask myself at the end of every job. I'm like, would I work with that person again? You know, did they really? Did I enjoy working with them? And that's what I love about being a filmmaker. Is I'm kind of like, it's like I guess it's like a fantasy football team. I'm kind of like get to pick. Well, I, I love again. We're talking about Adam Sand. I love Adam Sand. I love how the community. Yeah, I'm getting he a built. strong theme about yeah. you and Adam. Yeah, but the community you built, same as Seth Rogen and um, James Franco and all those guys. They work together again. They build this yeah. community, and it's it's. Uh, I'm. I mean, I've found so much family through acting, through entertaining, like 
and I call them family because there's such a deep understanding. They've and and living away from home and all that sort of stuff. You you find these people and and you connect on mm. a level and and I'm not talking you you're not talking about like the only thing I could compare it to is is when you find you know sexual attraction, but it's that complete different. It, it's a different type of energy, and I like that energy. You just I, I don't know. You can't you can't compare that type of connection that you get with other filmmakers or other actors or collaboratives. And look, you get it from other people. I've got it with some friends and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that energy. I I don't know. There's I love an understanding. That. There's yeah. an intrinsic understanding of what you've been through, what you're going through, what you're hoping for. Yeah. Um, all this. Yeah. That's what it. That and that's where it is. Even if you don't like the genre of films that that person makes, you still can uh, are incredibly connected. Um, listen, mate, I think we we'll have to wrap it up there. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate you coming down, man. I really, really do. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. It was a car accident on the way here, so I was. Well, so we ended up just landing at the original planned time, anyways. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me. And again, like I. Congratulations on the podcast. Thanks, As buddy. you said, they don't not many make it past seven. You were on twelve now, which used to be my mm. old football number, so <laughs> lucky twelve. Um, no, but it's it's great. I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're creating. You're inspiring, you know, because I I never knew that we could create our own content as actors, but you need to. You do, and yeah. and you 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 learn so much through acting about film in 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 you know as a whole that you can apply. Um, when you start doing it um, but yeah as I said you know with podcasts you build community and you build that sort of stuff so hopefully us rambling for the last what hour and a half has helped at least one person just one person if yeah, someone man, listens you pump this out to your community and we'll do another one yeah, we'll for do sure. another one a year's time we'll see where it's at yeah no congratulations and uh, thanks, buddy.